Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name is Sonny. I'm here with my co-host, Caleb. Hello! And, of course, we want to thank you all so much for joining us on today's episode. So, of course, we want to start by thanking all of our wonderful sponsors. A huge, huge, huge thank you to ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana, as well as Steel Fox Games up in Shreveport, Louisiana. We also want to thank Gem Accessories and Millennium Threads. There are links with discount codes to both of those down below, as well as, of course, TCG Player and always dragon shield games you can find affiliate links down below for both of those websites if you just click them before you shop you can go ahead and support the podcast at no extra cost to yourself if you would like to join our patreon there's a link to that down below where you can get an extra episode every week all right so let's go ahead and get on into today's topic wow that was a that was efficient oh yeah that was good that that was good under a minute let's go heck yeah i'm getting better at those man i'm telling you so Let's go ahead and talk about, well, I'm not going to say the market, because we don't really do like market discussion here anymore, or not anymore so much as just like... In general. Yeah. Usually Uh, because if we do give any market information, it's days old at that point, and that can be the difference between it still being good info, or it just being completely wrong. Right. Like, for example... I could sit here right now and tell you, oh, well, you know, that uh, Herald of Pure Light, the rank two exceeds. Yeah. They're 30 bucks right now. I could tell you that and you'd be like, wow, that's crazy. And then by the time this episode airs on Friday, it's like they could have announced a reprint of it and yeah. it's tanked. Or know? or like there's a random buyout and now they're 50. Well, that would be even better for you, but yeah. But that's what I'm saying. By like, the way, you should probably go look at that card. That's true. That you should probably go find those if you have them if you want to get rid of yeah. them. Well, like what I'm saying is because then it's like, oh, they're only thirty. I should probably go get them now before they go up. You go look; they've already gone up to fifty. Right. Yeah. You do have to be careful. But I say only thirty. But do you, it kind of almost reminds me of your uh, your welcome labyrinths. Oh my god! Those did are... you get them at like six bucks? <laughs> Five. Five bucks because I got I got them as a play set from someone, mm-hmm. so I got them at a little bit of a discount because it, yeah. it was getting all three in one go. Right, right. So you get you get the play set at five a piece, and now they're forty five, almost yep. fifty. I got my lovelies at like only uh, like three or four dollars a piece. Uh, I got Ariana's at like ten. Amazing. And here I am, here I am making my own big money moves paying like $600 to have a full sword soul deck a month after release and then not ever yeah. getting rid of it and losing all the I, money and now they're all worth like $3. Yeah. I dropped like 100 bucks on this on, on on the deck. At the time, I'd only I've only dropped like $100 literally before I ordered my big welcome labyrinths and you got your lady labyrinths for the secret rare. Yeah, for like six. Yeah, seven, I, I think eight. you got one for me for 8 and then yeah. I think you got the other one for like no, Seven. I think you got 
one for me for like six and you got the yeah. other one for like eight yeah and now they're 20 bucks a piece yeah and like, then the ariana was it ariana or ariana that you got for me the pink one ariana yeah so you got that one for CR. me for like 55 yeah i don't know what those are now uh less you, you've gone staunch like with that deck oh yeah like 80 and i intend to use it it was the only reason why i'm not offloading because i actually want to use it i like the yeah. deck I, I liked it when it came out. I really wish you had all the CRs and Starlights for that deck. So I wish I listen, man. If I would have had the money, I would have dropped and got max rarity right out the gate because I I just right. love the, the the way this deck's designed, the way it. I really like the way it plays. Yeah, because you you hate all of your opponents. You 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 actively encourage your opponents to hate you. Like I kind of wish I could run the actual like Labyrinth Barrage, and like the actual Labyrinth other Labyrinth traps that aren't welcome labyrinth or big welcome labyrinth they're mm -hmm. so bad i don't want to run them though because they're cool <laughs> and the artwork is so nice dude i i love the way that the deck is i love the way that the deck looks i like the theming behind the art for the deck mm -hmm. i just really hate playing against it dude i i know it is the worst i i mean and i listen i love you to death we played a match right before we recorded this. Yep. Dude, game one, this man, he like, I was like, okay, he goes first, he sets three, he passes. Well, a normal summon Ariana and you Imperma, I was like, oh, set three, pass. Right, which is fine. Imperma is not a great card going into, you know, game game one against your deck. That's fine. Yeah. We go to game, we go to, uh, we go, I go to my turn. I activated Hara. He activates Big Welcome Labyrinth. Summon one of the... Summon... Lady. Lady Labyrinth. And then bounce Ariana back to my hand so I can get another search next right. turn. And then I activate Longyon. And he's like, mm, I gotta think. I gotta think. So right he has a Dimensional Barrier so set. Right there, I was debating whether or not to activate Dimensional Barrier in response to Longyon in hand. Or if I should wait until after... In Resolution. In Resolution. It doesn't matter. It... Could it? At I some would. Point? I would activate it in response to him. Yeah, I'm probably just from now on just going to activate in response for the most part. Yeah, that's what I would do, because then if you have like a lady labyrinth or a lovely lady, and because they both have, or no, lovely lady it's, labyrinth is the one that can respond to a trap. Yeah, then you can use her right after. Yeah, well, yeah, because then I activate the deprison, uh, debury, and then I chain her effect to set a different. A trap with a different name. Yeah, I just think that in general, it would just be better to do yeah. it on activation. Uh, and then from there, I would set Big Welcome. Then on my turn, activate uh, Big Welcome, Special Summon Lovely, uh, Bounce uh, Lady, Activate Lady, Special Her, Effect a Lovely, Reset, D-Barrier. And so I scooped. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, just, I just had access to infinite D-Barriers at that point. It's like, what do, you, what do you do, man? This is why I got so upset when they banned Red Reboot. Like there was no reason to ban Red Reboot. I don't know why they did that. It's not even that I don't like trap decks, and I don't think trap decks should be playable. But I don't have a response to D Barrier. I, there is no judgment. Okay, popping it. The issue is that judgment just popping it doesn't do anything because you can just chain it. No, no, you have to pop, like 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 it's like it has to oh. turn zero of game one, which means I have to be running back or removal in the main, which is exa not a thing yeah, that I normally exactly. do. Exactly. That's what I'm saying though. Those like, are your outs. That's disgusting and awful. D barrier needs to be banned, says the trap player. Says I, the trap dude, deck if it player. wasn't for exactly D barrier and Harpy's Featherstorm, I would be fine with reboot being banned. But those two cards are so gross. They, yeah, I okay. mean it just it Cause like you have an infinite extra deck lock essentially. Yeah, that's almost almost unoutable. I, I I would have to run exactly DD Crow. Oh yeah, no, just just due to the back row of me being able, just like just due to, to my back row being able to protect the lovely who was letting me just reset it over and over again. Exactly. And, yeah, and th that's the big thing is love is lovely lady. Let me just reset it over and over and over. It's a nightmare. It's an actual nightmare. And like. I'm just like, oh, it's so gross. Like, at least no, but you're smiling when you do it. It's you can't say that and then smile that much when you do it. Hold on, like at least with tears of the overroot. Like, I yes, I am giving you a resource, 
in exchange you for... You are smiling. So? I, I have an awful poker Anyway, face. so game two... No, I'm thinking. I don't know what I'm gonna do. So okay, and then he lava golems me. So right there is my first encounter. It's because I'm running a pot of duality. I can either lava golem or pot duality. Lava golem. Yes, but I was like, well, I was sitting there thinking, what situations would be better for me to pot of duality in in that situation? I have five monsters on board. Just lava golem, bro. Yeah. That's me going, okay, well, if the situation comes up, what are the events, like, what kind of board states would I then act? That's just me kind of thinking Sure. future games, because I'm still kind of learning the deck, as the new build anyway. So it's just kind of like, that's what I was thinking. So anyway. Yeah, so I lava golem to his monster. To, to his okay, he lava golems me, right? It gets better. He... Sets a couple. Sets a few. He, he gets back to my turn. Big welcome. Okay. I start playing. Try to do a thing or two here and there. I activate Shaman of the Tenyi. He responds to Shaman of the Tenyi with Terrors of the Overroot. Okay. Well, here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to activate my Chi Shao, target his, one of his big, big, big women. Because I had both, I had both Lady and, and lovely. lovely. So... I go I, to chain my Chi Shao so that I can so that I can negate his dealio. But Lady prevents him from responding to my traps with monster effects. Right, and then he was he asked me if I had a response, so I'm thinking, okay, well maybe he's gonna respond with his other one. And then he goes Basically, I try to play a little bit until finally I feel like my best option is switching Lava Golem to attacking, just attacking. Yep, I compulsed it. And then he just compulses it. I dude, just pick it up. Let's just let's just move on. Let's go do something else. I I can't, dude. I just can't. Yeah. It's, it's so infuriating playing it, against something like that. And like, I had said another compulse as well off of Lady. Yeah, I'm dude. I'm just I'm beside myself. <laughs> So, like, literally, had you not scooped out on my turn, I was just going to Lava Golem, your last two monsters, compulse Lava Golem, swing, swing for game. I'm aware of the line, my yeah. man. I'm well, aware of how, that the, was, how it works. Well, yes, that was for the people listening. That's why I picked it up. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I. It's just, it's cancer, dude. <laughs> it's cancer. It's a trap deck. It... Hey, at least it's not um flip-flop. It's so much worse. <laughs> okay flip so flip flop being a netizen version of pure advantage camel munches all noobs pac-man pac-man okay so what we wanted to talk about was something that is something i can't believe we've just rambled for 10 minutes about the game we played right before this yeah we wanted to talk for a little while today with you all about the about the reprint cycle that konami has gone through and, and this is something that House of Champs has brought up several times in several of his videos. So credit to John for bringing this up and, you know, making this what we felt like was a worthy topic. Mm -hmm. So essentially the question worth asking today is, has Konami backed themselves into a corner with their reprint stru structure, their reprint cycles that they've been going through? So in years past... You could always point to a handful of cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! and say these are expensive. Not just like $10 expensive, like $110 expensive. I mean, how much were tour guides back in the gap? They got as high as 300 Yeah. For one. A piece, yeah. And you needed three copies? You needed a minimum two copies to, for it to make it really worth it. The third copy was just still even required, so that way you could get her effect off twice. Correct. So... Basically, for tour guides specifically, you really, really... It was one of those cards that you felt like you had to play. It's And it was even crazier in something like Dark World. You know, which I think by Dark World it may have gotten a reprint, but still. It was uh, such no. a good card. It hadn't gotten a reprint yet. It, its first reprint was in Battle Pack Epic Dawn. That's not true. Yeah, it was. No, it's not. What was its first reprint then? Cause it, there it was got... a Collector Tin reprint before that. There was. I can't believe. 
time to go check the database. Yeah, I don't because I because like that whole year for me is weird with set releases. I mean, that's that's fair. So it was like a decade ago. Ex- no, you're right. You were right. All right. So the first reprint was Battle Pack Epic Dawn. It was. It got printed in Extreme Victory in May. Almost exactly a year later, it was in Battle Pack Epic Dawn. And then down in October, it was Collectible Tin Wave 2. Wow. You were right. I this is correct. what I get for trying to correct you. I, I am correct sometimes. Caleb, correct truthers. Rise up. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So... The point is, though, it, there's always been like that one card that was just like stupid expensive. Whether it's Crush Card Virus and Dark Arm Dragon or Gold, Sar- uh, Gold Sarcophagus, right? These you know Gold Rares, you know three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars really does seem to be like the hard cap for like a meta relevant Yu Gi Oh card with like one or two printings. Yeah, that doesn't have like that isn't like a specialty printing like a Collector Rare or a Star. Right, right. I, I mean, you could always point to. For example, like, I uh, you know, a Starlight Rare Triple Tactics Talent. They're like six, seven hundred bucks. Yeah, or the what, fourteen hundred dollars? Oh, excuse me. Or like the what, fourteen hundred dollars Starlight uh, Appaloosa? I think they're closer to two k. Yeah, and then the eight hundred dollar IP. I think those are like fourteen. There you go. So yeah. Last time I looked, those are the prices on them. Right. So, but you can't. You, you can justify that, like, if you have everything else and you just, like, have a just this desire to just burn money. That's fine. Or if you've been in the game for a very long time and just, like, acquired more and more stuff over the years and you just have lots of trade fodder for stuff like that, that's fine. Yeah. But the flip side of it is if you are in more of a position where you are more of a budget player, like the vast majority of the player base mm-hmm. is then you really need to be eyeing the reprint schedule. You need to be keeping an eye on, okay, well, this card was printed about here. That means so it'll be do yeah. for a reprint about here. Yeah. And it, it'll be available for reprints here, but probably more around here. Right. So a good example of this, you can look at Pot of Prosperity. It released in Blazing Vortex at the start of 2021. Mm-hmm. And then it did not get a reprint for about a year and a half or so until the last year's megatons so yes that card only has two no two or three printings i I think i think the issue is though is that it has the big issue of the pot of prosperity though is that all of its printings are all high rarity and are not exactly common to pull three printings well, two printings. One in Blazing Vortex as a secret, one in Blazing Vortex as a starlight. Yeah. And then one in the 2022 Megatons. So, two printings essentially. Yeah. So, both of which high rarity and you're unlikely to pull one. Yeah, that's fair. I would say that the prosperity is $40 is not too bad though when you really compared like, to what it was. Yeah, it was like 120. So, okay, let's just kind of rattle off some of the more expensive cards in today's game. Yeah, so... That would actually be due for a reprint. Because there's cards that are expensive, like Fenrir. Fenrir's are like 65, but they're they're not not, due for a reprint. Not for a while. Yeah, it's only... The card's not even five months old. Um, The one that I immediately think of is Guardian Chimera. So that one has a confirmed reprint coming. Yeah, they're still like $100. They were never a hundred dollars. They never have been. They're like a no. They're fifty. No, fifty-five. Yeah, because I looked earlier and they were still. Yeah, they, they've been fifty-five basically forever. Yeah, even with the reprint coming, they're fifty-five. Yes. So the and the other one. Okay, here's the one that yeah, really Camera, kills um, me. You, you, I think I know what you're thinking of. Oh, for the next one? No, for the first one. I think you got Guardian Chimera confused with a different card. Oh, what card? Droplet. Mm-mm, Baron. Yeah, yeah, that that's Baron happened, is yeah. due for a reprint in the exact same set as Guardian Chimera. It's confirmed, and Baron's still a hundred dollars. To be fair, it's uh, I think it's a like Konami put out a like put out a thing where they just in writing said it was, but then it's like there's no picture, so it's not real. 
No, there's pictures. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, yeah no, there are pictures, and there's no excuse. It's just people. What's, well, it's just. It's kind of like when we were due for the Forbidden Droplet reprint. Yeah. And it was confirmed. We knew it was coming, but the card was still like a hundred bucks. To because be fair, people still like need copies yeah. of it. To be fair, wasn't wasn't uh, Droplet's first reprint an ulti reprint in an OTS pack? Correct. And yes. then it got another secret printing in Battles of Legend, or no, uh, Brothers of Legend. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like. And then it got another secret rare printing. No, and then I got an ultra. Yeah. But it was short in, printed out the rear end. Yes, in that water legendary duelist set. Yeah, like like what was it? I think it was like one per case or something. Uh it was like two per case. Yeah, it was But that's still like not a great number. Yeah, no, that's still not acceptable for a reprint. Yes. So yes. Forbidden Droplet is still expensive. Not 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 that bad. Not as bad as it used to be. I think but. they're like $20 or less. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it has had like, and oh, it was yeah. in the Mega Tens this last year. Yeah, like the last time I looked at them, they were still like 60 bucks. Not after any of the reprints you didn't look at it, because after the first reprint, it was 35 Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, I haven't looked at it since the old You can reprint. get one as low as right at $20 for the Prismatic Secrets okay, yeah, from yeah. the Sin of the Pharaoh's Gods. Okay, cool. If you want ultis, they're 170 though. Yeah. Really? That seems too low. It does feel too low, doesn't it? Yeah. if Because to me, that feels more of a 240 range is where it should be at. I want to say it was at 220 for the longest time. Hmm. But I also know that... And, oh, you know you know what it might be? It might be people off, trying to offload their copies to get, uh, to get cash for cash. Potentially. That's actually not a terrible, like... Like offloading their thought, train, thought process. Like offloading their ulties because they already have secrets like oh, whatever. Right. Yeah, so the... Uh, Don't tell me M-perms are still expensive. I mean, the OTS ulti is 200 <laughs> Other than that, you're looking at $8 for gold, oh, 9 or yeah. 10 for Magnificent Mavens, 10 for the Supra of the Structure Deck. Man, they're still 10 bucks a pop. Yeah, you really can't get an M-perm for less than 10 bucks these days. Unless you get the awful premium gold rare. Right. Um, Ash Blossom is really nice and cheap, honestly. Now, three bucks for the regular common. From what? The Soulburn structure deck? No, Legendary, uh, Legend of the Crystal Beast structure deck. Okay. The Soulburners are like four or five. We, I guess because it's the original common or something. Yeah, just because. It's harder to come by. It's a little older. Yeah. And the yeah, new whatever. the new structure deck what, trap trick ones are pre-selling for $4, but they'll probably go down yeah. a little bit. Well, to be fair, are people really running Ash right now? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I... I've they seen... weren't during tier format because it was underwhelming versus tier, but they are yeah. now. I mean, because, like, all the builds I've been looking at, like, for Cash and Labyrinth and a couple of Sword Soul builds, none of them are running Ash. Yeah, it's... Eh. It's Ash is such a weird card because it's it's a good enough card to play. And it's like if you have some extra slots, you can play it. It's not that it's not but bad you, to play. But you it. gotta have the slots. <laughs> but you need to have slots. I mean, I'm playing it right now, but I have the slots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to Labyrinth, where it's like, yeah, I could use three Ash, but I could also just put in like You should never run hand traps in a designated trap deck. Well, yeah, but then yeah, but then it's like in those slots I could put like lava golem or, um, even more trap cards. Yeah, or just, yeah, just more purple cards. I mean, you do understand why you would never really use hand oh, traps yeah, in a purple yeah. deck, right? Oh yeah, because of triple tactics talent and triple tactics thrust. Not even. Really? You don't want to use hand traps in a trap deck mm -hmm. specifically because you would really see. Okay. Let's say you, you hit the perfect Ash Blossom. Mm -hmm. It ends your opponent's turn. Yeah, they pass. And then what do you do? Well, depending upon my hand, let's just take let's just take the hilarious route and say set five pass. Sure. One card in hand. What did it accomplish for you? To be fit mm, depending upon the deck, it probably saved one or two of my back row because some decks can put out pops that then during the end phase, it's like, oh, okay, cool, I activate this, I activate this, pop, pop, pop. That's fair, I guess. But 
the only deck that I know that can do that is maybe Sword Soul might be able to pull that off. No. No? no. Nah. Yeah, you would be the one to know. Uh, Cash can't really do it, I don't think. I'm unaware of Cash having any in-engine yeah. spell trap removal. Conco might be able to do it. But that's me going with the old... old. Well, that's me kind of thinking it kind of runs like the older Drytron builds, because it's also a ritual deck, which also utilized pops. I don't think Makonko ever used a Drytron engine, but I see what you're saying. But it's that it's two ritual decks. It's my brain going... They probably... Like, I know they play completely differently, because Makonko is more of a uh, equip spell-based deck as... Well, rich, they based They have rituals. an equip spell. They yeah. have one equip spell. Well, they have several, but they only use one. Right. Um, But... That's neither here nor there. Ba but basically, pimp on the deck, it could prevent them from getting extra pops on my back row. Right. Protecting it. Most decks, 90% of the decks out there don't do that. So, I just... To me, a trap deck cannot really... A trap deck can't particularly capitalize yeah. off of turn skipping an opponent. So, I would rather just play more purple cards. You know? I'd rather yeah. just... Be able to just, you know, flip a purple card, move along with my life, you know? Yeah, or, you know, flip a purple card, declare synchro, and... Bro. <laughs> Bro, I will end this podcast and go to bed. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. I'm beside myself. Oh. I am sickened, brother. You're beside me, though. Not for long. <laughs> Not for long, oh, my friend. Oh my god, anyway. Enemy person. Today's episode is brought to you by Gem Accessories. Gem Accessories is one of the leading accessory manufacturers within the trading card game space. Known for their deck boxes, Gem also has an amazing lineup of binders, backpacks, and more. Some of our personal favorites include the new KLRZ Icons deck boxes, the Secrets binder, and the Jaguar and Puma backpacks. But don't just take it from us. Check out some of these reviews on screen. For all of these amazing products and more, be sure to check out Gem Accessories using the link in the description down below or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. Again, the description down below or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. So essentially what's happened is Konami has reprinted themselves into a hole, right? They've kind of backed themselves into a hole and they don't really have like a ton of cards that are good reprints left at this point because sure, you can reprint Extravagance again. You can maybe get another Droplet reprint in there. You can, there's a, a handful of cards, right? Yeah. But most of their value now is going to have to come from engines. Uh, for, I, well engines and singular cards like triple tactics thrust yes but thrust is not gonna be due for a reprint until this time next year at best well, no, that's what i'm saying though they'll have to rely on printing more cards like triple tactics thrust in order to sell product now that they can't well, just... they they needed to do that anyway well fair here's what i'm trying to say is there are products such as the Megatons that we've had the last many years. Mm -hmm. And like John Moore has proposed before, this year would be a, would make a lot of sense to really just put an end to the Megatons. At least for a year before they next year kind of do a new thing. Sure. I, they've been doing the Megatons now for a long time. Yearly. On and off for, for like 10 years. So... What if you take the Megatons, right, mm -hmm. and you eliminate them from the circulation? So for let's just say a year. Well, maybe sure, two. maybe even two. It gives you a little bit of time to. I mean, the tablet is completed. You know, they've got the reprint cycle in a pretty okay spot right now. Ash blossoms are cheap. A lot of the hand traps are cheap, and, and you know, there's a reasonable justification to be made. That lots of cards are at reasonable price points. Mm -hmm. So at that, so then you have to wonder if everything is kind of at a reasonable price point, do you think that it's worth it to kind of set? I mean, 
we always complain about like lackluster sets, right? Yeah. We, we we complained. I mean, we've been doing this since episode one when we complained about ancient guardians. Yeah. To be Literally f- episode one. Yeah. To be fair, a lot of the a lot of those deck builder sets are garbage on launch. Okay, but why? Maybe because they don't have very many good reprints. If they have any at all. Maybe because the archetypes are underwhelming, sure, but the next couple look really promising. Mm-hmm. So then I mean, you have to wonder, what if they had more opportunities for good reprints because they didn't have Megatons to worry about? Ooh, that's a good point. So rather than having the big Megaton, if this whole thing is just for reprints, instead have those reprints instead put into sets. Right, and structure them out and maybe even get an extra set in. Because think, think about sets like Ghost from the Past. I mean, you could have an all ultra rare set like Ghost from the Past. You get four packs. I mean, in theory, you can still get like a lot of cards that way. Oh, Ghost yeah. from the Past reprints like a hundred plus cards. Maybe like a so like an ex- as an example of something they could do is like Ghost from the Past the third where you have your Chase Ghost rares. That's like sure. I don't know Ghost Rare Access Code Ghost Rare. They did that already. Fair. Uh, no, ghost... wait, did they do Ghost Rare? No, they did a Starlight. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, it's like a Ghost Rare access code, a Ghost Rare, um, Utopia. Oh, uh, did no, they I did think a collector have... and ulti. Yeah, it's like a ghost rare utopia. You get what I'm saying. Like the chip sure, like sure, sure. more collector style ghost rares. Maybe even a ghost rare, I don't know. Um Bro, give me a ghost gate guardian. Ghost oh. rare gate guardian. Which would actually go great with the next set, with the next uh Exactly. Set. Uh maybe like a ghost rare, Stratos, something like that. Ooh. You get what I'm saying? And then oh. you ha- and then down the ultras you have like random reprints Sounds of like amazing. Like maybe some upgraded reprints of cards that don't have ultras that are only in common. Like um I think that you really have to do like entire deck cores in that slot, kind of. Not, so, well, well not, I mean, like, okay, let's look at last year, right? They mm-hmm. did the entire agent structure deck. They did the entire, um, they did the entire Tenny core, the entire yeah. Math Mech core, the entire Plunder Patrol core, a lot of the oh. Adabaz cores. You know who would actually be a ballin' ultra reprint in like a, a Ghost from the Past three, right? Magician Souls. Yes, but besides Illusion of Chaos, Hungry Burger. Ooh, an ultra hungry burger and hamburger recipe. That would be nice. I wouldn't mind that at all. Also, yeah, they, actually, they yeah, could they re- could re- they, they could like reprint all the cards that are meant to go with that the the new archetypes coming out in. Um, I mean, they're gonna reprint all those relevant cards in that set. Also, f- that's fair. It won't be as ultras, but they'll do it. Yeah, that's what I'm Here's saying. What now. they should do. Yeah. Put all the Drytrons in there, and specifically. Ooh. Rewave Drytron Nova. You know the Drytron Nova still does not have a second printing. Oh wow, yeah, it needs another printing. You realize that that Drytron Nova has been out almost as long as the Tri Brigade archetype. Yeah, and it has not. It doesn't have a single reprint. No. Wow, what are they at? Fifteen bucks. Okay, because but like I remember them being like thirty before. Yeah, they they peaked at like thirty. Yeah, this is not bad, but still. Anyway, it's two years and some change. Yeah, there's like a lot of random cards that just have not been reprinted for whatever reason that need reprints. But Drytron is like a meta strategy, and it just has never gotten a reprint. It's like the most important three of card in the deck. Yeah, I I it's just baffling to me. Uh, you know who else I think could could probably utilize your prints at this point? What the megaliths? Oh, dude, all ultra rare megaliths yeah. don't even. That would be amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and like so, then of course, like I said, they could also probably again because they don't have the megatons, they could put some of those random one ofs from archetypes that are just a b- rarity bumps because they do rarity bump reprints. Yeah, they do. They could just put those as ultra in the Ghost in the Past three, quote unquote. Right. So. So then you can get like ultra rare, I don't know, uh, blackouts maybe. Uh, that's already a thing. We got that in Mama. Oh, okay, okay, I didn't, I didn't know. We got that magnificent mavens when okay, they reprinted yeah, the yeah. entire sword soul deck. Okay, so it, you get know what I'm saying though. Yeah, I mean you could even do some like altergeist cards, or whatever, and yeah. then honestly it gives you an opportunity to have a product that's more engaged toward your time wizard community, which mm-hmm. is a very large community these days. 
Ooh, yeah, like, like a nice ultra-rare reprint of Metamorphosis. Dude, give me an ultra-rare trap dust shoot. Oh. Like, uh, like, like, or even better yet, do a print, do like a, a printing of a set instead of go, like a set of uh, Megaton. That's just a bunch of reprints of cars that have been banned forever that are still used in Goat, like in Goat and Edison. Yeah, they're just ungodly expensive because they got banned back in the gap and have never been reprinted because they're banned. Yeah, the my point is is that I I don't think it would be the end of the world if they got rid of the Megatons, but I mean I'd I'd be I'd be sad to see it go. My thing would be that if they're going to do the Megatons, still they need to change the structure. Oh, big time. For example, where are the promos? Yeah, like bring back some good some cool promos. Just don't make the pro the promos sucky and we'll be fine with it. Okay, so maybe even go back to the way tens were before, where it was like you had your face card, and then you had then you also had so you got that card as a secret, then you also got a couple of supers. So maybe do like a I don't know. Um, like a Chi Zhao ten, sure. As in, just as an example. So only, so like the ten itself would have Chi would have Sword Souls Chi Zhao on the front. I don't want that. I want an interplanetary purpley thorny dragon ten. And then like on the back, it'll say, yeah, it comes with a secret copy of Chi Zhao, and also comes with a super copy of Rivalry of Warlords, um, etc. Interplanetary, interplanetary pot purple of, thorny dragon, pot of prosperity, pot of prosperity, and Destrudo. Sure. Like that'd be an amazing ten. Oh yeah, that ten would be broken. Ju- yeah, just just because then you have people buying it because they want the cheese shell. Then you also have a mo- vast majority of people buying it for the pot of prosperities. Yeah, I mean, and the Destrudo. You could even put stuff like Pit Knight Early in there. Pit Knight Early is a really sick link too that only has one printing as a common. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and I understand that's like a recent printing, but you just throw it in something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, because no, they they did put cards in as in those tens as promos like a month or two after its original printing no usually it was like six months yeah at fastest it was six months yeah still that was yeah still it took took turk out a year and a half yeah yeah yeah. but i think that with the up the the upscaled release cycle that they're on now with so many Mm -hmm. of these it would not really be an issue to, you know, kind of move away from the Megatons into something else. Now, Megatons are also one of the flagship products of Yu-Gi-Oh! every year. Mm-hmm. But I think that with the with with Duelist Nexus coming and them changing a lot of the structure and formula that you're going to be getting for packs in general, because I think that's something that will happen. I think when Duelist, Genesis, Duelist Nexus comes around, I think that we will see a change in the structure of how packs are set up, and we will also see a change in Konami's not just reprint strategy, but also just printing strategy with what products they put out every year. Yeah. Oh, so like as an example, they might like increase the number of secrets, but maybe decrease the number of ultras or something like that. Or the exact opposite, they yeah. decrease the number of secrets. I mean, if we, if we, there was eight secrets per set, that would be a lot better. Yeah. Because it makes it to where you're almost guaranteed three per case of each one. You can't. Oh, that's fair. Mathematically, you should get three of each. I mean, there's all. I mean, of In course, reality doesn't always work like that. Because there's always the opportunity you get two of one and four of another. Right. Or like two, two, and then like four of another one, or five of one and four of another. Right. Exactly. You can't really just like promise on these things. Yeah, it's because it's random chance, but mathematically, on average, it should be yes, exactly. play set per case. In a perfect world where you only have eight secrets and two per box. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's one way to do it. Yeah. Now they could also just rebuild the tins to be a little bit different of a product because now that the tablet is completed, you don't really have like a super great theme right exactly yeah yeah because like the previous four tens have all been like dark have all been dm themed with the gold sarcophagus 10 and the tablet correct so like we're like even for 10 themes where do they go from there so they could do 
kind of back to an older style where it's less about like a narrow gold rectangle and more of like a big, you know, a little bit bigger of a box. Yeah, with like, uh, again, with like the old school printings where it had like the face card where it's just the artwork of a card embossed on the front. I think what they like about this particular strategy and structure, though, that they use right now with the different mm -hmm. Megatons is that these are probably cheaper to make because they're smaller. That's true. And I can't really fault them for that because I actually, no. I like the design of these more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the shape and, you know, how they kind of stack together neatly. Yeah, I feel like, I really do feel like it was, these were like made with like casual Yu-Gi-Oh players in mind, right? So they could also just like keep the shape and then just get a different thing printed on it. Right, right. So good example is maybe they could do like a dual tin, quote unquote. To where, like, on the cover, on the front, it's, like, on one half is one deck, the other half is, like, another, it's, like, one deck's boss monster, the other half's another one, and then it's just full of cards for those two decks. Okay. Potentially. Yeah, so it could be, like, on one side is Chi Zhao, again, going with the Sword Soul thing, because other side is, I don't know, Fenrir, just throwing, or Arise Heart, just throwing stuff out there. And then it's full of all the Sword Soul cards, all the, uh... Kashira. Yeah, yeah, all the Kashira cards, and maybe throw in some, like, I don't know, Tri Brigade, just random stuff. Yeah, a little bit of A, a little bit of B, a little bit of C, you yeah, know. Yeah, but then, like, reprint the entirety of Cash and, like, reprint the entirety of the two decks that are on the front. Yeah. I mean, I'm really interested to see where Konami goes from here, because mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of really cool things that they could do. A lot of pathways they can take. Here. Right, and I think that their ability to um their ability to put together these unique and creative sets is really something that i think is underestimated in the community oh definitely hey, so. hey you know what they could do instead of a mega 10 hmm. use the exact same like 10 design potentially time wizard support Please give us the time cap, the time wizard time capsule. You can just say that the cards were sitting in gold sarcophagus waiting at standby phases. Or even or better yet, just like literally, it's like it's like this the time machine trap card. The time machine there's a time machine trap card? Yeah, it banishes uh one of your monsters and then during your next standby phase it comes back. This is the first I've ever heard of this card, and it has like a half a dozen printings. Yeah, uh, Red Eyes Retro. That's what Red Eyes Retro Dragon is. Huh. It was used in anime several times. That sounds like an anime used card. So, there yeah. is one other thing I want to talk about. Yeah, like literally that as a 10. Yeah. So, we did get a mailbag question. We haven't really been calling for mailbag questions, so we haven't really yeah. gotten any. But we got this one a while back about. About a week ago, week and a half ago. But we've been, we I, I forgot. I'll be honest. It came in, and I just it, we forgot about it. Yeah. So I totally get that the OCG has a different ban list because there are a few sets ahead of us. But why are the ban lists so different? Could we just have the OCG ban list from a few months ago when our sets catch up to theirs? So I think that this is for a couple of reasons. One, I think that they want a sh they want there to be a fundamental difference between TCG and OCG deck building philosophy. And to that end, if they want there to be a structural difference in deck building philosophy, then the best thing to do that is to change the available card pool, right? Yeah. So you, for example, over here, we do not have Maxi. Over there, they have Maxi. Yeah. Therefore, oh, so there. In as an example, that causes the OCG format to be a little more, to be a little bit slower because you can't just combo out a bunch of monsters. Because then, if you get Maxied, I did it again. Unplugged everything. No, I didn't unplug everything. It was just okay. the charger. It was just the charger. We're, we're clear. We're clear. Okay, excellent. Oh, that scared me. Yeah, me too. You Wait. know what? Don't cut this, Justin. Leave this in. I want everybody to know that I messed up again. Okay, Almost. but as I was saying that, but like... Well, actually, what was I just saying? Um, Darn my brain. Um, What was I just talking about? Oh, my God. Um... I don't know. 
Oh, the OCG. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like because they have Maxi, um, it kind of slow. It's kind of slowed down the OCG meta a little. Not a lot. Just a little bit. Okay. I'll just have to fix this later. Yeah. Um, because if you, so like you start, so like you start doing your thing, and they Maxi you on the first effect that special summons. It's like they're going to replace it, and then it's like, oh, do I take the Maxi challenge on turn zero? That's just a turn skip. You're not gonna. Okay. You know, you're not gonna do that. We've had some technical issues this episode. Yeah, it's sorry. It's, That's it's it's, it's all Caleb's it's been fault. Not all my fault. It's a, really, is a hundred percent your fault. You know why? Why? Because you tilted me before we recorded by D barrier locking me. Anyway, so, but you you get my point. I think that they just want there to be fundamental deck building differences between the two formats. And then that's, that's yeah. fine. But I mean, I think like, even like before they had, they did the separated ban list. I think there was already a fundamental deck philosophy, deck building philosophy difference just due to different. Also society, different pe people. It, I think that if you just give us the OCG ban list from a few months ago, there will never be any true creativity in the deck building process for the TCG. Because then we'll just copy whatever the OCG did. Yeah, we'll just take whatever they did from a few months ago and just play that. Yeah. And then you end up with this weird pseudo, like, sure, it's a format, but it's the same thing that they were doing months ago. Yeah. And with the way that information travels, we all, we just, we know this information already. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it then allows players to then kind of look ahead and go, well, I'm going to stop playing at this point because I don't want to bother. I don't want to play against this deck. Right. And then hop back in after that hit because you know when it's going to get hit. Right. But then that also creates the situation to where, you know, there will probably be people who will look at that and go, I don't want to bother with any of that. Correct. Why would I bother if I already know what deck I'm going to be playing a year from now? Right. It's kind of... The, the last thing to really, like, put into that. So you have essentially. Okay, so we have a difference in deck building philosophy. You have uh, them wanting the formats to be different to encourage creative deck building on the part of TCG players. And also, I think that there's a little bit of, like, competitiveness to it in a sense of. Well, you know, we will, we will, we will let the OCG have these other cards that the TCG doesn't have. But when the when Worlds comes around, they don't have access to neither one of them. Yeah. They lose they lose access to all these cards that we already didn't have anyway, and vice versa. So, for example, they also they have Harpoor, they have that grass is greener, mm -hmm. they have Electromite, they have uh, Thunder Dragon Colossus. They have a lot of different cards that we really just do not have access to. Yeah. Uh, what are some cards that you that you can think of off the top of your head that we have that they don't? That we have that they yeah. don't? Like the inverse. Like how they have Maxi, that grass, and all that. My dude, they still have like They everything. still have VFD, don't they? Yeah. VFD is that one over there and just nobody plays it. Yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, like, like I know for a fact there's probably like a handful of cards that's like the inverse. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, then at Worlds, like we lose access to those cards as well. Yeah, and also we also get a um, TCG exclusives. Right, we also get TCG exclusives. Like the B Trooper archetype, the entire archetype was a TCG exclusive at first. Okay, let's see here. Well, uh, they have Wandering Griffin Rider banned. Okay, so we lose access to Wandering Griffin Rider, and so at that at that point, is it even worth running the 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 adventure engine? It can be, yeah. We have Substitute oh. banned, or we have Substitute. They don't. Okay. Um, we have Wind Up Hunter. They don't. So it's for what that's worth. It's worth nothing. We have Dragoon, which is probably the best card that I've listed so far. We have uh, no LP is gone. Yeah, we we our LP is banned here too. Do we have Monkey Board? Not yet. We just recently got Mystic Mind banned. Yes, they've had Mystic Mind banned for a while now. Yeah. So, I'm trying to figure out what other cards on this list are things that we might have. 
Yeah. I know we have a lot more cards banned than they do, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Also, they have... Oh, what's the name of that? Time... No, okay, no. Time Seal is not banned over there. Yeah, also, they will ban any and all... What's, like, burn cards? Like, can yeah. Toon Cannon Soldier... Regular I think cannon re soldier. Yeah, regular cannon soldier. Amazonus archer. Grinder golem. Grinder golem's not a burn card. Oh, I thought he was. Uh, isn't mm -hmm. cannon soldier MK two burn card two? What is it? All the way back up at the top. It's like right next to go grinder golem. Um, I think that's cannon soldier MK two. Yeah, I mean, I can almost promise you it is. Yeah, cannon soldier MK two. <laughs> yeah. They they banned anything that burns because they just don't want FTKs, which they don't want. I burn, respect that. They don't want burn FTKs, which I respect. Oh yeah, no, I I don't. Oh no, want... True King of All Calamities is banned over there. Oh okay, oh, it must might have been a new, newer ban for them then. Right, right, right. Gearsu the Orcus McKnight is limited over there. It's not over here. Magnumut is limited over there. It's not over here. Which that one could still be coming, but I don't think it will. Yeah. We uh, have Eva banned, and they have it at one. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't think we. Ha I don't think we have a Speedway Terror top limit. Yeah, we do. Oh, okay. Orphus Scorpio is th at three over here. Yeah, Gazelle's the one. And both Thunder places. Dragon Hawk. Fenrir is actually Fenrir and Unicorn are both limited over there already, actually. But that's because it's already been out for right, which is months. kind of the whole crux of the issue here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just don't think that I would like to play under a list from six months ago in the OCG. Yep. So, all right. Well, listen, we're going to we're going to cut it kind of short here tonight. We're going to thank all of our wonderful patrons. Mm -hmm. So a huge thank you to Cam Yang, Dragon Maid Stunzy, the Glizzy Goblin, Kane Martin, Zyphorus, Blackwing, Silverwing, the Ascendant is the best floodgate, Earth Machine, best deck, Epi, has anyone actually read Toy Vendor, HGH Cyber, I am McLinkin, Matt Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Quitting the Game is a Floodgate, Singing in the Shower was fun and all until I swallowed soap, then it became a soap opera, Unbanned number 95, Konami, Understanding and Reading are two different things, Virtually Savior's World, Rogue and Tier 2 are the polite terms for bad deck, AD, Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Box Wine, Bestial Pizza Hut, Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, For Hire Doctor, Heroes Puppet Serial. I'm about to wreak a glamour, glamour tribute for Costi's Plant Nuts in Your Mouth. Cam, the Hockey Walkie Slush Mixer, Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Rescue Assist Tier 1, Watch Me, and Santa Claus. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. And again, if you want that extra episode every week, all you've got to do is subscribe to our Patreon down below at the $5 and up tier, and you'll also have your name read out on the podcast. So, we want to thank you all so much for listening into today's episode. And until next time, have a great weekend, everyone. Take care, everybody. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.